Salutations and welcome to the fourth episode of the In The House Podcast. I am your host, Evan Floyd, and joining me as always, this time coming to you live from a Denny's in Alberta, Canada, it's my co-host, Andy Frederick. Yes. Hello. It turns out I love poutine. Well, you gotta have gravy. Love it. Got gravy it. on all of it. <laughs> more on the fries, more on the biscuits, all more on whatever it. you can put get. It, it. Just put it on me. I'm poured on I'm it. I'm coming to Canada. Today on the podcast, we've got a great show for you, and we are extremely excited to be welcoming our guest host for today, a Scouse's House ambassador, one of the original members of Scouse's House, yeah. a founding member of the Louisville City Football Club, David O'Connell, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for having me, everybody. We are thrilled you are here. He is replete in both Louisville gear and Detroit gear, yeah, which man. is appropriate for our uh, guest, who is both a Michigan native and a Louisville lover. Don't ever accuse him of not representing. You he, know? he represents I mean, both his original hometown and his adopted home. I was actually born here. Born here. Oh, yeah. I grew up in Detroit, but I was born here. So oh. this is the hometown. When people exactly. ask you what your hometown is, do you say Michigan or do you say... I say born here, grew up in Detroit. Okay. So you're just directing to the point. Right. See, Evan says that about Indiana. I do. And we try not to bring it up a lot. Yeah, don't talk about Indiana. I try not to talk about where I'm from at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was born in Evansville, Indiana, and then I always just tell people I grew up in the Midwest because oh. nobody wants to say Cincinnati. Nobody wants to say Cincinnati. It's all right. Um, all right. Well, for the show today, because we have a special guest host, before we get into any of our segments, we will start with our traditional coin toss. Because we have a guest, he will be doing the coin toss the for us. The last one was heads, wasn't it? It was. We've it was gone. tails, tails, and heads. And I think that the people at home are counting along with us. So let's find out who gets a tally, heads or tails. David, if you'll do the honors. I'm guessing tails. I'm betting it is heads. Heads. Knew it. And because it is heads, it is now a two-to-two tie in the most exciting, exciting competition that has ever been documented. <laughs> it's not only exciting podcasts, it's just exciting in general. Uh, but because it is heads, we will begin with a game preview mm-hmm. rather than a game review. Yeah. So we will be starting by discussing our upcoming match on Saturday against North Carolina. North mm-hmm. Carolina. It's a new team to the USL. They've been playing in the NASL. They've had a name change. They were North Carolina Soccer United Team Club or something. <laughs> and now, that's what it was. Actually, and, and now they are North Carolina Football Soccer Team. Football Soccer United one Chivas. Team. I don't really know. <laughs> they're one of the, they're something like that. They have got a new name. They are North Carolina, and that's all you need to know. Uh, North Carolina is our opponent, and uh, I watched their first game uh, because I have zero life. It's basically you know wife, dogs, and now soccer. Yeah, don't beat yourself up like that. Uh, it's it's a good life, but it's a, it's a simple one. Two dogs. It's two dogs, two dogs, and, and they are adorable if you don't touch them. <laughs> if you don't upset them, they are quite pleasant. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Avoid them at all costs if you are not my wife, is basically the uh, lesson that can be learned. Uh, no, it, I watched them play their first game. They've lost a 3-1 to one game against Tampa Bay, and the game was... 
the score is not indicative of how the game was played. Uh, I know you guys haven't gotten a chance to watch it, so I'll spare you the gaudy details. But really, what I saw from watching it was that North Carolina could easily have come away with four or five goals in this game, and they yeah. were unlucky to come away with one. Uh, Mizell, the goalkeeper for Tampa Bay, stood on his head. He made a bunch of great saves. I think it was nine that was the final tally for the game. Plus, they caught the post on three separate occasions. That's always bad. Uh, They had two or three occasions where their striker, a guy named Lomas, was just barely offsides. I mean, a whisker offsides. Easily could have gone their way. Uh, The score's not indicative. They controlled the game, especially for the first 25 or 30 minutes before Tampa got a goal on just a random counter break. Uh, Their defense did not stand up, and their goalkeeper, who is an old Scouse's House favorite, as all veteran goalkeepers in the USL are, uh, that would be Mr. Alex Tambakis. Oh, Tambakis. 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 It's hilarious that we don't actually have a good chant for him. His name is just so ridiculous. Just, uh, you just yell his name at him the whole game. I feel like I wouldn't, if I was him, I would like I, can you request to not put your name or on just a go to your first name? First just name, be right? like Alex. Yeah, man. Like <laughs> Oscar Jimenez just has Oscar on the back. Go with go with Alex. Or just a symbol. Yes, he could be Prince. All up, Prince. Yeah, like just a symbol. <laughs> like uh, maybe a, a, a tiger. <laughs> no. No animals. No animals. No okay. animals. I feel like you do soccer ball. Okay. Lightning. Okay. Wings. Bat wings. No, let's not give him that. No, you want want delicate pigeon wings? I I don't want want angel wings. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that will now, we should make that sign for the next game, wave it at him, and see if he recognizes his own. (laughs) See if he gets it. If he just immediately connects to it. I don't know if I'll be sad or impressed if he does. Like, I don't know. (laughs) That is clearly me. They get me. <laughs> now, Tambakis, he missed the save on the first goal, and he missed it badly. Like he just, It was poor play. Uh, what I'm hearing is that their backup goalkeeper, who is coming from somewhere else, uh, that North Carolina's backup keeper may actually take the job. What's his name? I believe it's Guerrero. That's oh, worse. It may be Guerrero. <laughs> I don't want to call that wrong. But right, to, right. But that they apparently were pretty neck and neck coming into the season. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Else and he did yeah, not look sharp in this game. Tampa really only had two or three real chances on goal, and they came away with three goals. So that tells you that uh, the defense wasn't particularly stout when they weren't controlling the ball. Right. Luckily for them, they controlled the ball for most of the game, but unluckily when they didn't, it ended up in the back of the net. They were unlucky on a penalty kick. It really, the foul took place outside of the box, and they, the guy called it as a PK. That's annoying. It was annoying, and Christoph. Uh, uh, from uh, Tampa Bay, <laughs> one of one of the all-time leading scorers in Spell USL it. history. Spell it: H R I S T O V. Georgi Christoff oh, uh, put it home, uh, and bad luck in that instance. And then the third goal, that was they were already down two one coming up on the end of the game, yeah. and uh, they just they didn't really have much of a prayer, so uh, they gave up another counterattack because that's what you do when you're down. So I think that the key for uh, LCFC against them in particular will be scoring early. Uh, I mean, obviously, you always want to score early. It's right. much easier to play with a lead. Yeah. But against this team in particular, they didn't look like they were comfortable trying to come from behind. Uh, they were chasing the ball a lot. But uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, uh, and, uh, but North Carolina. I was really impressed by three players that they've got. Uh, they have a. Uh, 
a number 10 in the middle of the field. He played as really as a traditional number 10, as an attacking midfielder. The, okay. the playmaker as Kyle Becker, he played really well. He was unlucky lucky not to come away with about a goal and two assists. Uh, he was calm on the ball, made some nice passes. I was also impressed with Lomas, the striker. He was unlucky on those offsides calls, and that's one of those timing things. You just feel like another week of practice right. that uh, they may have that sort of sorted out. And yeah, he, or he looked the right referee exactly. Yeah. And he looked he looked dangerous, and so uh, I would be. I, I hope that Paco and uh, Tosh are ready to sort of bracket him. I'll tackle him, and if they fail, we know that Andy can come I over the top rope. Jump! Road. I will jump down there and I will tackle him. We all know that didn't go well the first time. Man, <laughs> I've got a whole <laughs> other wrist that I can almost break. You probably the first time. So, man, now uh, Lomas, <laughs> Lomas, the uh, striker, he has got. Uh, a traditional soccer man bun. He's, he's rocking. He's rocking the high pony, and uh, it's been a proud tradition of LCFC players. Yeah, uh, we had uh, the first two years. Greg was rocking his high pony. Our second year, Paolo was rocking a man yeah. bun. Yeah, had one first. Year. Fondy Fondy had, had one. one. Yeah, dude. And uh, this year, even though Greg has gone clean cut. And uh, it looks pa- good too, Greg. And Paolo. It does look good. It does look good. Everybody was like alarmed. It was funny because we got there and like when Greg came out, it was like, hey, Greg lost the hot pony. Well, and uh, I remember we went to the uh, the preseason grand opening of the store, and he was there for that, and he had a cap on the whole game. The oh whole day. man, he was so waiting. He, he he wanted to unveil it. He was waiting tell. for the home opener yes. to undo. The fresh cut, and it was. Uh, it, it looks clean. It looks sharp, and uh, he played very well in the first game. So. I think the fear is that it's a it's a it's a Samson kind of situation. <laughs> like God, what if it's the seat of his power? <laughs> but apparently not, really not. After a clean sheet in the first game, uh, but now we do have, and his name just lends itself oh to this. God. But we have Pat McMahon now rocking the McMahon bun. bun. <laughs> McMahon bun. It's one word. You gotta love a good portmanteau. And that's what we're that's what we're rocking with Pat McMahon bun, and uh, he played well. But we'll get to our game review here yeah. in just a second. Uh, I did want to talk about one more player for North Carolina. They have a uh, winger whose name was Dre Fortune, and uh, he was a scary looking guy. He looked good with the ball at his feet. He was fast. He was athletic. Uh, he made a couple of really sweet moves. Yeah. Sweet sweet moves. Sweet sweet. Uh, he 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 alarms me a little bit. Also, uh, his last name is Fortune. Like, what do you, <laughs> what yeah. do, you do uh, with that? <laughs> I think it'll be important for us to see uh, uh, our wing backs playing well against him. So that means that you're going to have to see some uh, some good play from yeah. McMahon Bun. We're going to need Kyle Smith and Oscar to be dropping back to be helpful on this He's guy. He's going to have to draw the full power of that luxurious <laughs> McMahon <blowing bun>. Bun. <laughs> And what everyone is really looking forward to is whether or not McMahon comes up against Becker, I mean against Lomas, and then you have a battle of the man buns. Battle of the buns. Do you bun think battle? they'll just like undo them and start whipping each yes. other on the field? <laughs> it would be a different direction for USL soccer, but it they would go, be fun. no man. The refs they go they go full on hockey mode, and the refs like clear everybody out, and they just let them go. <laughs> Ponytail, just time to Ponytail. Together, tug of war. Oh, and then yeah. they just declare the winner of the fight, the winner of the game. 
That's it. That's it. All right, guys. It's been fun. Match lasted man 15 bun, minutes. Man bun, We're done. Man bun supremacy has been determined. No more PKs. Man bun battle. Uh, so what I'm looking for in this game is I want us to score early. Uh, I think that uh, stopping those three attackers is yeah. uh, going to be paramount. I wasn't horrendously impressed with the, the defense that they played. Obviously, they gave up a lot of goals. So I think... Uh, that if we are able to control the ball a little bit, that we should have a lot of good attacking options. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to seeing Oscar flying down the flanks against this team. Yeah, uh, they had Tampa had good success with that tactic, and I think that uh, we could have some. We've we've played well that direction in the past, so I'm I'm hopeful that we'll see some good overlapping runs on the outside. So Oscar's just scary to watch when Oscar's at 100, dude. It's 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 so much fun to watch him. Just he goes 100 all the time. That's why I love him. He yeah, never gives up on play. Agreed. All right, so that is our preview. We did our preview first. That was a good preview. Well, now we know. I, I did my homework. and uh, <laughs> I did not. No. I'm glad you do. I pretty much just rest on your laurels. So, Well, my laurels are wide and strong, so it's fine. <laughs> I've been told my laurels are quite impressive. Um, as, <laughs> as long as you're not... I, ha, I have uh, beefy laurels. Beefy, that's why she married And uh, the don't talk about my college record. That's not exactly a uh, laurels situation. Hey, no, we're, we're past it. All right. <laughs> so uh, that was uh, done first because we uh, flipped ahead. And now we will move on to our game review, which was from the first game of the season. Our 2 to nothing victory over Nashville. Woo! Woo! Yeah, no, it was a two nothing win, and uh, you know the first half was a little sloppy. Uh, I felt like you were sort of trying to get your competitive legs under us. Um, also, the condition of the field couldn't have helped. It was a little, uh, yeah, very. It was questionable. It, it didn't look good. I've been hearing both from the uh, from the Taylor Sorrels and the uh, our not rival, but uh, uh, complimentary. Podcast from the Coopers, the uh, the Barrel Proof podcast, which I listened to, and they mentioned that there was actual grass dynamics at play here. That uh, we use two different kinds of grass in the outfield, and uh, that one of them requires a lot of heat, and we haven't had any heat, and so uh, you had two different sort of levels of grass. I don't know the accuracy. How that they find that information? I well, want another they, source. They they research a lot more thoroughly than we do. I want to see. See, you I want documentation? I, I want documentation. I, I want to see it in writing. We, see print. we will petition the Coopers for that information to make sure that it is accurate. And, you know, no slight to the Coopers, but, you know, prove it. <laughs> you all may just have found another interview. We may have. We I may need to bring Taylor on next Cooper. week. Or, or, or go straight to the source and go try to get a grounds crew. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now we're talking. But we talked to, uh, idea, we talked to the keeper from Nashville, Matt Pickens, before the game. And he said honestly that the grass wasn't. He said that the grass wasn't nearly as bad as it looked. He said that he wasn't getting any weird bounces, and that he wasn't having any strange, uh, any strange anything from the side of the field underneath Scouse's house. And uh, so, you know, maybe it was more of a visual dynamic. That's what I say. From our what twenty feet away from the field, yeah, it looked like those green tufts stuck up about two inches yeah. above the. It did look that way. But also, I, that dude lost. What does he know? <laughs> well, he didn't. He, he didn't stick around for an interview <laughs> afterwards. He didn't, he didn't that, do his job. What does that dude know? He gave up two goals. What a <laughs> moron, Mac Pickens. He actually was a really great sport during the heckling. Again, he was. Man. One of our I mean, you gotta for a name like Pickens and and just like how easy it is. To just oh man, he, and he knew what he was walking into. He he is always a good sport. That should be said. 
He was a lot of fun, especially when he gave up the two goals. The two <laughs> goals, both of which coming in the, both of which coming in the second half. The first one coming on a head ball from Luke Spencer mm-hmm. that just snuck in. It just snuck in. I kind of like those though. It, I like when they crawl oh, yeah. in a little bit because it's just that much more. It's like scoring. With an added insult. <laughs> like, this wasn't that good, and it still got in. It's like when you say something under your breath in an argument that you know is going to hurt the other person's feelings. Like, that's what that is. Well, and it sort of it sort of uh, caromed in off of the post. Yeah. And But not, it didn't, like, glance in. It just sort of trickled off the post yeah. and in. And, uh, it went in. So it's, uh, that's, that's the bottom in. line. And the other part of that is... You know, you get a let's give Luke the benefit of the doubt that he was aiming for that exact spot and knew that if he got there, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. He's a oh, professional. Yeah. He's a sniper. So uh, he got his goal, and that really put us in control. I felt like we yeah. controlled the tempo of the game really well after that, and that it made everybody feel a little easier, a little looser. I know that uh, some of us took extra beer breaks once we had a lead, felt a little more comfortable. Not us, not the three no. of us, but uh, people no. in our section decided it was time to go and get Wives! Wives! <laughs> I can't believe it. You would call Steve McGuffey a wife. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it, was a nice, it was nice to get the goal and really feel like we sort of had control. We had another real great opportunity about three minutes afterwards that Paco almost put home off mm-hmm. of a set piece. And uh, really just... Uh, probably a foot and a half off the mark. And then, again, shortly after that, put home the second goal, this time on a great cross from Oscar. Niall McCabe running full running full speed, making a great run to the back post, and just hammered it home. Uh, the ball from Oscar was really the magic part of it. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, can we... Can we give Niall the man's credit? Dude, McCabe is ridiculous. This is three goals in the preseason, scores in the home opener. What did they do that knee when they fixed it, man? Seriously, that leg, the whole know. leg, the knee, the hip, everything that was wrong appears to be in fine working condition. They Absolutely. They just, it, he just has like a robot leg. Like, what if he came out of it and they were like, <laughs> you know what? He's on fire. You don't need to know what happened. Just don't get this wet, ever. <laughs> So if it's raining on Saturday for the North Carolina game, we need to make sure Niall's not in this. Also, <laughs> you're going to need to update this about once a month. But you can just plug in to Wi-Fi, you'll be fine. But don't worry, we've got Norton on it, so <laughs> you're not going to get a virus. It's fine, it's fine. Uh, but no, Niall's been playing just great in the preseason and in the first game of the year. He also had yeah. the assist on Spencer's goal. Uh, rightly earned Man of the Match honors. I thought oh, he yeah. got snubbed not to be named to the USL Team of the Week. I think that there were some midfield spots that he could have claimed. But the USL Team of the Week uh, probably just didn't want to add another Lou City player. Yeah, I know. Because we already had Paco, who Paco well-earned Team of the Week for Week 1. Absolutely. I don't want to focus on how great Paco was, because he was. But the whole back line was, we just looked impenetrable at times. I mean, Nashville really only had two or three real scoring chances yeah. in the game. And one of them came from about 18 yards out, 20 yards out, that Greg saved pretty pretty easily. Uh, I felt like they didn't threaten us particularly much, and it was mostly due to that back line. Tosh, Paco, and yeah. McMahon played great. You think Paco asked about me? I think Paco probably at least talked about me. He you. looked at me. Twice. <laughs> After the match, when they he looked at me. Well, why wouldn't he? I mean... You're very tall. I'm just, <laughs> he, was looking, he was looking in our direction, and that just means up. it was you. Yeah, it was me. Uh, 
Also, I loved after the second goal went in, Paco tearing down the field to tackle Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Came running from the entire opposite celebration. Greg's walking back to get his water, little fist pump, and suddenly Paco's climbing on his back. I was a little concerned that Greg wouldn't know he was coming at all, and we ended up with a season-ending injury. On the first, after our second goal of the that's year, that's how Greg hyperextended his knee. Exactly, but uh, it panned out fine, yeah. and uh, Paco gets a well-deserved uh, USL Team of the Week. He was a stalwart back there. He looked like he was in complete control of everything happening in the 18-yard box and in yeah. front of it. Uh, I feel like that's part of, and just from somebody who like, kind of an outsider's perspective watching the games that's part of the the charm of it is watching the celebrations when they do score absolutely you know what i mean because it's like you really feel that emotion you really feel how happy they are like any other sports like oh we scored again we scored again we scored again sweet but like with soccer it's like you really feel how happy they are with it well it's because it matters so much like in basketball if you drain a three-pointer 20 seconds into the game and you start celebrating well you're just a moron (laughs) (laughs) your coach is screaming at you for letting your guy dunk on the other end but in soccer a there's a stoppage after the score after you score and b uh, you know there that may be the only goal of the game yeah. And so every goal matters so much that, heck yeah, let your yeah. celebration on. I think that's what people don't understand about some people who are like, oh, so good, good, good. I think that's what they don't get is how big of a deal it is when they score yeah. and how much, if you're a fan, how much it means to you when they do. Like, oh. That's the excitement. Is like That's what Absolutely. you've been waiting for. All I want to do at every soccer game is whip my scarf around and uh, – just go nuts with the guys as after they take score. Take my pants off and just. Uh, <laughs> and that's why Andy. <laughs> that's why Andy has been escorted out of four consecutive games. I'll tackle him with my pants off. It's been, it's been a lot of no pants because we've been scoring a lot of goals over the last year and a half. But uh, no, I was really thrilled that that they got the goals that they got. That we got the win. It's always great to start mm-hmm. the year off with three points. Absolutely. Uh, and sending a message like, hey, you know, the champs are here. You know, everybody, yeah. the champs. There's a reason. Right, right. You, we're, we're not going to not be the champs until one of you causes it. Yeah. Like, we're not just going to hand it off. This is not, this is, this is, uh, we've reloaded. With James yeah. at the helm, that's not going to happen anytime soon, I don't think. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Coach O'Connor clearly had the guys ready to go. And one of his choices was interesting. Uh, when the pregame formation was announced, what the starting 11 was going to be, it came out online as a 4-1-4-1 formation. And that is, uh, I think the appropriate word would be unusual. Bold. Unusual. Uh, I, I was surprised that that was what it looked like and a little concerned, but it, they didn't really play in that formation at all. It never really looked like a four-man back line. I know Kyle dropped deeper most of the game than Paolo did, but even so, it still looked like three at the back, Paolo and Kyle playing in the uh, defensive midfield, the traditional four attackers, and then you've got uh, uh, Luke up top. Yeah. And I mean, it, that's it basically looked like something familiar to us, which meant that McMahon had to play one of the fullbacks, thought he did great. I thought, again, I don't want to just toot the horns of our defense for too long, but the defense looked stout. It looked like people are going to have to really earn it to get a goal against us this year. Unlike in the preseason game where Paco decided to just give away a goal. Hey, let's talk about it. (laughs) Frankly, I think he wanted them to feel like they had a chance. So uh, (laughs) it was was a weird formation. Um, I'll be interested to see if Speedy 
gets back in the lineup. I don't know why he didn't play over Kyle. Have to assume. Kyle I mean, looked great, and you can't have complaints about it, but you know. Speedy was so good last year in that holding midfielder role. I'll be curious to see if uh, they're just trying to stagger minutes. I mean, it's the first game of the year. You'd think you'd run out you're just your top choice 11, but, you know, we've got depth in a lot of places, but yep. we've also got a lot of sort of shallow spots and so every game that you can get somebody a game off in the midfield, maybe up against a first-year side, Coach O'Connor thought, let's get Kyle some experience in that spot and see how yeah. he looks. Uh, but the midfield looked strong. George Davis played great. Uh, Oscar, obviously, with the assist, he just looked dangerous like he yeah. always looks. And uh, I was thrilled with uh, Niall getting the goal. And I'll be curious to see if we get Ownby back in the game next week. If he is fully healthy and ready to get back on the pitch. Or if, you know, frankly at this point, if he's just lost his spot. I mean, I love Ownby and he played incredible for us down the stretch. But are you going to bench George Davis, one of the best players in USL history? Are you going to bench Niall McCabe, who's on a scoring tear? Yeah. I mean, who who are you pulling off to put Brian Ownby in a game right now? I mean, it's just fresh legs, man. you got to use him with fresh legs. He comes in, either starts the game or comes in at halftime and right. cleans up. I mean, his intensity is amazing. And Nobody it's matches a, It's that. a good problem to it's have. Tr- it's <laughs> a great problem to have. Well, and I wonder if maybe he gets the minutes that Ballard got in this game right. or the minutes that Magnus got in this game. Yeah. Because they both came on as subs late. Mag-ram. And we only used two. Magram. Magram. And we only used two subs for this game. And so that's... Uh, you know, it's a long season. You'll be seeing three most games to get some guys a blow no matter what. So uh, I, it's going to be fascinating to watch all year who gets playing time and who doesn't. Obviously, Cam didn't get in the game, and Ilya didn't get in the game. I'll be curious about which one of the strikers gets first crack at a spot. Because, I mean, if Luke's going to score every game, it's hard to not put Luke right. in every yeah. game. But uh, uh, all told, a, a fine first performance for Lou City. Mm-hmm. Three points in the bank. A home win, eight thousand people in the stands. I got nothing to complain about. It was the biggest home opener. Biggest home opener yeah. they've had. That includes our first game ever. And yeah. you know, come on. That's great. Bringing eight thousand fans. I'm sorry, seven thousand nine ninety three or nine thirty three. Like eight thousand eight thousand people. Yeah. And uh, the the team responded well. Uh, on a Scouse House note. A, I've been asked by some of our loyal, loyal listeners, sweeping the nation, sweeping the continents. Uh, Some of our loyal listeners have asked me to spell that for people because there have been difficulty Googling or finding on Facebook Scouse's house. That would be S-C-O-U-S-E apostrophe S, Scouse's house. And on a Scouse house note, uh, the tailgate was great. Yeah, uh, we absolutely. got the we got the awesome debut of David O'Connell's sweet new cornhole boards yeah, with the Loose City logo. It worked out quite well. And yeah, it he, turns out I'm still terrible at cornhole. He trounced us. <laughs> Andy and I got I believe the final score was 21 to 3. He was <laughs> beaten. And, beaten. And I would usually put all the blame for this on Andy because he is terrible at sports. I would put all the blame on Andy, <laughs> frankly. But David did trounce me in our individual battle also. When you come away with 3, you can't just point at your partner. So uh, no, we got we got handled. Uh, and David and uh, any of his many numerous available partners, random mm-hmm. and varied, will, uh, <laughs> will be, be happy fair, to take on all comers at the Scouse's house pregame. To be fair, to David, we'll be you're there. that dude that's good 
at any kind of like he is. bar, billiard, or anything like that. So like darts, portal, ping like beat on you and everything you do your whole life. You just you have to. If you're not good, you're just gonna just get sick of losing. Do you now? Are you better than your brothers at all that stuff? Yes. There it is. Really? Yes. Even the one that looks like uh, looks alarmingly like Shooter McGavin. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It used to be if you Google his name. Uh, Shooter McGavin, a picture of my brother's wedding would show up. <laughs> it was like the third picture that showed up. It was That's so funny. funny. That's great. <laughs> yes, but uh, yes, actually. And Good. he's I also him out, and he he's the one that gets the most mad about it too. Good. So it's the best. David is also an annoyingly good foosball player. Like if you put him in front of a bar sport, That's you are Jay. I, I'm Jay's, Jay's, I'm Jay's supporter. Now Jay is very good, but like if you're playing without Jay, it's not like you're not better than ninety percent of the duffers out there. You're yeah, better than okay. me, and I'm decent. <laughs> I'm, I'm a decent foosball player, and uh, I get trounced. So the only one of these things that I really hold my own in is ping pong, and the only one of these things that uh, Andy really holds his own in is. Podcasting, yeah, and you're really good at it. You got to get at something, man. Everybody needs a talent, and yeah, dude. you have found yours. Yeah, I'm not awful at. Shut up, guy. <laughs> you, have, you have nice tattoos. He does. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let's move on. All right, we will move on, and uh, what we'll be moving on to first is purple stuff. We're going to do our purple stuff, and then we will get into our interview with our guest today. But for purple stuff today, we have got three pieces of news on the agenda. The first one is that Fall City Beer has a hopefully delicious promotion that they're starting out with next week. They'll be available at the stadium at Slugger Field for the game on Saturday. A Lou uh, City-inspired can for their Golden Ale. So, Lou City, uh, Fall City has been a jersey sponsor for the team in mm-hmm. the past. They have uh, sponsored corner kicks for us in the yeah. past. They are a great sponsor for Lou City, and they have partnered with them to create the Golden Ale Lou LCFC can. And so, look for have that. Have you seen the can? I have. The it, pictures it, of it. Online. It looks they great. Yeah. It looks super cool. Uh, I'm definitely buying some just for a showcase. Yeah. I'll probably even drink it on, so I'll drink some, obviously. Sure, but you'll save one or two on the cans. You just got to make sure that uh, when everybody shows up for uh, post-game parties that they don't know that it's a showcase. Yes, I'll hide them. (laughs) But then how do you showcase them? We're going to have to build a case or something. Otherwise, at these post-game parties, somebody will drink (laughs) loose beers. Yeah, some idiot Jared. Jared. Shout out to Jared Angler, Jared who will <laughs> screw up of epic proportions. Don't touch oh my, my beer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, the Fall City partnership with uh, uh, Lou City is going to be a cool one, hopefully a delicious one. Uh, come on out to the stadium this week. Get your tickets to Scouse's house by calling Lee Nevis over at the Lou City uh, ticket office and uh, ask for the best seats in the house, and she'll know what you're talking about. Get your tickets. Come on out. Drink a couple of. Uh, special limited edition Falls City Golden Ales. Uh, also, our second piece of news, and this one is a little closer to our hearts, which is saying something, something being mm-hmm. closer to our hearts than beer. Yeah. But uh, a lot. the Wool Cup, I believe this is the fourth annual mm-hmm. Wool Cup has been scheduled. And the Wool Cup, if you are an uninitiated uh, person, you would not know, it is a charity soccer tournament that is held between... Uh, all the supporters groups that Lou City uh, represents mm-hmm. or that represent Lou City. So you'll have the Coopers, you'll have 
Scouse's house, obviously. You will have Black Sheep. You will have American Outlaws. Uh, you'll have Purple Family. All of them bring a team out for it, and you play in a uh, all-day tournament of several games in one day at uh, the King Louis Sports Complex. They've set a date for it, and it will be uh, May 24th. If that's the Sunday. That would be nice. Yeah, and so uh, it's it's a really great time. I played in it for the Scouts' House team last year. We managed to come away with one win, which hey, for, for Scouts' House was really quite something. That's a win. But, but, and I hate to give this away in case any of our competitors are listening, but this year we are bringing in a few secret weapons. First and foremost, we are bringing in our co-host today, David O'Connell, will be joining the Scouse's house team. Yes. Are you good at soccer? No, but I'll play. As okay, well. <laughs> he is being unseemly modest, uh, I play on a, a indoor soccer league team, the Greyhounds. Go Greyhounds. Greyhounds FC, what? Go Greyhounds. In, uh, <laughs> at, at Mockingbird. And David plays on that team, and for the 45 seconds he can run... He is a great player. And then uh, for the 15 seconds when he's asking for a sub, he is an okay player. And then... Who would you compare yourself most to? If you had to pick... Of who? LCS. Yeah. I like to think I would play like my, my favorite player, I suppose, but I don't, I don't, I don't have that ability. But uh, Sean Tosh, I would say. I like his, uh, I think that's not far off. I, li- I like his ability. He runs through people. He never yeah. stops. He's just he's a freight train out there, and I love that aspect. He's, the, he's a very physical soccer player. Did you ever punch anybody? At three older brothers. <laughs> well, I'm just, you know. <laughs> that answers that. <laughs> that's right. So David uh, is, does generally play defense, uh, and uh, he is hard-nosed, fast, and uh, aggressive. So I think that it's all perfectly reasonable to compare yourself to the poor man's Sean Tosh. <laughs> but he, uh, no, David will be playing for us this year. We're also, uh, several of the players from last year will be joining us in the Scouse's House's team. And we've uh, recruited a couple of other players from the Greyhounds and from Scouse's House who didn't play last year. But really, the Wool Cup is just a great opportunity to raise some money for uh, Kentucky Refugee Ministry, yeah. which is the prime charitable wing of uh, Scouse's House. Uh, it's great for the people in Louisville who uh, have come to us from faraway lands, uh, might need some support in uh, whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish in America and in Louisville in particular, and KRM does a great job helping people land on their feet, helping them find jobs, helping them acquire the right yeah. proper paperwork. It's a great organization, and the Wool Cup is a great way of us being able to help support them in that cause. And I don't know, Kentucky Refugee is always looking for uh, volunteers as well. They are. So yeah. if you are looking for a charitable opportunity, either to donate your time or your money, please uh, log on to uh, krm.com and uh, visit them and uh, take a look, see what you can do to be a help to uh, our new neighbors. Also, uh, the World Cup is also really bad soccer between out of shape adults, and so if you have Which a chance, is hilarious if it you've is. Never seen it. If you have a chance to come out and support <laughs> Scouse's House or any of your other preferred supporters groups, come on out to King Louis on that night, and you'll get to watch us play, and it'll be a uh, fun time. Had by all until we start throwing up, which is about 40 minutes in. <laughs> you lost 40 minutes? Nice. Well, about four. Well, it's been in the first game. In the second game, we've had all the. We've already had the beers from in between the games, and uh, then it right. becomes a thing. Yeah. Uh, and finally, our third piece of purple stuff tonight is uh, that Sean Francis 
has been called up to the Jamaican national team for a friendly that they are playing this coming week. I believe they are playing Guam. I may be wrong about that. Don't hold me. I totally made that up. You just made that up. Uh, No, but Jamaica is playing, and they have called Sean Francis up to play with the team. We wish him the best of luck. We realize that means that he will almost certainly not be at the game on Saturday, which will free up some of that midfield log jam, allow maybe an Ombi or a Ballard to get a start. So do we know if Ombi's back or no? We don't know for sure. It hasn't been announced officially, but the expectation is that uh, this should be about the week when he's ready. We should call him and ask him. Do you have his number? I don't. I wonder if he can Google his number. It would be awkward if you we could. can call Alexi. And, and, and we, we could call Alexi. Him. We can call Alexi. Alexi like, hey. was a great interview for us last week. We loved having him on the show. <laughs> Why don't you gotten, slide us number? We've gotten a lot of good response about the interview we did with him, uh, and so uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. We look forward to having him back on sometime, and uh, maybe he can get us Brian Ombi's phone number. I don't think he would want us to call him. I don't, I don't think, think Ombi would. would want us to call him. Hey, are you going to play? Hey. Do you want to come over to my house? <laughs> like, <I don't> know. <laughs> you want to come over to you? Are you any good at ping pong? You want to be on our podcast? Uh, well, that part will be coming, so eventually. Uh, but no, we're really excited for Sean Francis to be going up to play for Jamaica. Uh, he was the only one of the Loose City players called up to international duty this week, which is interesting. Uh, Greg Ranjitsing had been having yeah. a lot of time with Trinidad and Tobago. I don't know if he didn't get called up for... Uh, a specific reason, or uh, if he's out of favor, but uh, I'll be glad to see him between the pipes again maybe on Saturday. Maybe they are so. confused as to who he was because of the haircut. Maybe. Well, maybe they no longer know who he is. He did deny a call up at the end of last season for our playoffs. He did. I wonder if that maybe put him in hot water. Right? Yeah. But either way, uh, we'll be thrilled to have him. And also, Speedy Williams, who's been getting lots of call-ups for uh, Jamaica, did not get the call up this time around, which leads to some question about maybe injury. Maybe that's why he didn't play this past week. But uh, also, you know, Jamaica's a good team. They've got a lot of yep. competitive midfielders. It's not a shock that he didn't get called up. That's pretty. I didn't know that about Greg. It's pretty badass that he would be like a. I well, know you're calling me the, up, but uh, it was the championship game. Game. I've got this thing going on. Would so. you rather sit on the bench for your national team and watch them for ninety minutes, or would you rather help the team that you've played with all year win That's a fair. win a league title? And I think he made the right call. Oh, well, yeah. <clears throat> all right, those. That was our purple stuff. That was good purple stuff. Too. It 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 was fizzy. Uh, it was satisfying. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit alcoholic this week. I felt good. like good. with the, with the fall city. You know, have you ever noticed every like segment that we've done mm-hmm. for you know four shows? So yeah, every is not a big number, but every um, I always say that was a good that. It was good purple stuff. That mm-hmm. was good banter. Mm-hmm. That was good this. Eventually, I just want you to know this ahead of time. Okay. Eventually, we'll be like that was terrible. All right. That was awful. I'm prepared for that. Okay. Frankly, I'm shocked it hasn't come up yet. Well, you know. Because several of our segments have been terrible. They have been. They have been. But I try to keep positive about it. We still get some time in this podcast. We do. We've got a little (laughs) bit of time. (laughs) (laughs) This could evolve very quickly. And uh, with some of the time left on our podcast, the next thing we want to move on to now that purple stuff has been... uh, has been imbibed. We were going to move on now to our interview with our guest today, David O'Connell. David, uh, as a slight as a slight preamble to our interview, we'll say again that he is a uh, Scouse's House mm-hmm. ambassador. Yeah. He is a founding member for the Louisville City Football Club uh, t- season ticket holders. He comes to all the games with uh, a cadre of uh, his <laughs> of his friends and family members. 
Uh, also, a good word. noted tailgater and uh, a good friend of ours, if that wasn't obvious from the interview. So, full disclosure, if he's nice to us, it's not necessarily because he likes us. He actually married my wife and I. <clears throat> not to them. He didn't, he, like, marry us in, like, night. a, a <laughs> weird, like, yeah, no. We're, no, not, no, we're no. not talking no, about no, a no. triad. No, 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 no. Like, he, he performed the ceremony that married us. He did. And that's, you guys are officially married. Yeah. O'Connell, Cardinal O'Connell. Um, but we we do want to get to know him a little bit better, as we will from week to week, try to get to know some of our Scouts' House members a yeah. little better. Uh, one of the first things I wanted to talk about, we've already talked about, which was that uh, you are both a uh, Louisvillian and a uh, Detroit native, both. I am indeed. And uh, I was curious about... Was the soccer scene when you were uh, growing up in Michigan, was it sort of similar for the youth level as it is here? Was there any excitement over pro teams going on there? No, absolutely not. Uh, the difference between Louisville and Detroit is basically we had all the pro teams in Detroit. Right. We didn't right. have a pro soccer team, but we had football, hockey, yeah. baseball, all the major. Basketball. So, I mean, really, I mean, high school soccer was pretty big. A lot of people loved it in high school, but okay. after that, no, it really kind of died off. Um, I played in rec leagues uh, after high school. I mean, they had some very intense, really good leagues right. out there. As um, is obvious by your indoor prowess. <laughs> but it was, it was a select group that actually played soccer. I mean, most people stuck to the major sports at the time. Yeah. And uh, you've got uh, friends and family back home who uh, are taking the Detroit bid for an MLS team very seriously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I have some huge soccer sporting fans at home. Um, I've actually been to a couple of Detroit City games, and they are a blast. Um, they are not uh, Scouts' House. They're well, not PC. Uh, understood. <laughs> understood. Fair enough. But it Fair is a blast. No, they actually have a sign uh, halfway through. It says, uh, be careful bringing your children. You will hear foul language. And see sure, probably, probably, you probably see. get something like they, that. They actually put signs up like and it, 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 it's true. I was well, over there, and it was it was crazy. <laughs> will you, uh, will you uh, expand upon that a little bit, because... You are a father, I am. and you bring your child to our LCFC games to sit with us in Scouse's house. Absolutely. Uh, he wouldn't have it any other way. What uh, What do you think that he's gaining by getting to be a part of the Scouse's house experience and growing up getting to love a professional soccer team? He's surrounded by nice, caring people for every match. That's, I mean, we, are, we are awesome supporters. We scream, and yes, we can swear a little bit here and there we're on the field but that's game time banter i teach him that right um and that after i mean he sees when we're harassing the goalies he sees the goalie wave at the end be like hey thanks guys right thanks for giving it to me you know it's part of the game he understands that Mm -hmm. uh but yeah my son absolutely loves it um i love bringing him there i've never once felt uh worried about him okay or insecure in any way about him i mean everyone we hang out with knows each other our whole scouse's house is there. yeah it's like a you essentially awesome. got like 50 babysitters <laughs> <laughs> and he has little jackie hangs out with and a few others that they run around and i mean all the parents not too far away in scouse's house right. from the play area also with the uh, yeah, jungle exactly. gym that's very easy so, so we I try, I try to keep him away so i don't have to miss any soccer but <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's watching stuff um as he as an ambassador for Scouse's House, right. so we and we we asked Scouse this the same question. So what what are what would you what are your expectations as far as goals for Scouse's House? Like what would you like to see? Oh, they continue growing the way we are. Um, working with charities, doing things like that, getting yeah. our name out there, getting a name for the team. Yeah. I mean, I work for one of our major 
uh, contributors. I'm working for Baptist Health, who does yeah. all their sports medicine. Uh, there are still people I work with that walk by and see the Louisville City scarf from my cube, and they're like, oh, we have a soccer team? Yeah. It's like, what? You, it's we're, still we're, just we're like a major sponsor and people don't even know. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, it's amazing. And that's, and that's unfortunate. And that's also a big part of what the Scouse's House mission really is, is to not only to bring people to sit in our section, which is great, but to just bring people out to the park. We don't right. always necessarily need you right. to sit in Scouse's House, but just come to a game oh, and we're sure you'll want to watch another one. We're just sure of it. Unless Absolutely. you hate fun, hate alcohol, hate other people, mm-hmm. and hate, uh, you know... Uh, soccer, all of them, then you're going to have a decent time. Absolutely. Uh, I, well, you mentioned earlier that your favorite player currently is Sean Tosh. Yes. Uh, you have been a season ticket holder for all three seasons plus one game. Right. Uh, do you have a player from some of the earlier years that you really loved watching? Uh, I mean, of course, Fondy was awesome. Hard sure. to, hard to, <laughs> right. how can you deny that? The guy, the guy was amazing. Set the record for USL single yeah. season goal yeah. scoring. It was that was having him for that first year. I oh, think man. really set their trajectory for oh, our team. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he was he was great to watch play. It was a blast. And uh, Greg, I have to love Greg because my son. That's my son's favorite player. <laughs> he my wears son, the gloves. My son he wears does. wears the goalie gloves. Adidas gold gloves, just like Greg wears. He made me get them. <laughs> they were his birthday present. Uh, yeah, absolutely loves Greg, and he's about the only four-year-old I know that wants to be a goalie because of him. So well, that's awesome. Yeah, and the also want to shoot the ball. I want to be a goalie. He also refuses to not drop kick every single ball. If you that kick a true. ball to him, he's gonna pick it up and drop. Kick. I feel like he it's a good sign, though. I mean, come on. <laughs> he wants to put the effort into drop kicking. He does. Oh, yeah. He 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 wants he wants to drive the ball. Absolutely. Uh, Andy, do you have anything else you'd like to ask David? Yeah, man. If you had to fight an animal, <laughs> all right. Oh, would it Lord. be would it be a gorilla, a, a male silverback gorilla, or a full-grown anaconda? Here, here's the here's the here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. You have only your LCSC scarf. Anaconda. Because that's right. Because I can hopefully get away. <laughs> right. You're not... Silverbacks have arms. Silverbacks have arms. I feel, though, if you've got... And also, the snake's not going to bother you unless provoked. The silverback, right. on the other I hand... I mean, you're fighting them, so let's assume they're both provoked. But let's also remember that Scouse's house is animal-friendly and has no interest it's in absolutely. fighting any animals. I think that was the answer that I was looking for. Right. That was a trick question. <laughs> That was the trick question. Especially not endangered animals. Oh no, man. I love Harambe. There you go. Everybody loved Harambe. <laughs> if, on, if only the city of Cincinnati had loved Harambe. I wish we could say the he same He would still Harambe. be here today <laughs> without getting in trouble. <laughs> keep it family friendly. Oh, uh, but I think we all know that we're going to keep it out for Harambe. No, yeah. I mean. Oh, yes. But, all right. So, I'm so glad that I asked if Andy had any more questions. <laughs> And I'm making I'm making a post show note to never ask Andy that ever again. Uh, before we move on to our final segment, which will be banter, when we like to uh, chit chat about mm-hmm. a specific topic, mm-hmm. um, I would like to say a big thank you to the uh, podcast sponsors, Groundworks. As always, man, we're coming up on springtime. If you need to have some yard work done, call Matt Sloan over yeah. at Groundworks. That's ground G R O U N D W R X. Landscape management, uh, Matt does an awesome job. His team is great. Get him out there. Mm-hmm. You need to get your yard set up for spring. Yeah. Now's the time to do it. Give him a call. And uh, we also want to uh, make sure that we are perfectly 
stating that Melwood Tavern is a great place to catch a game. Really? If you are going to watch an away game, which are coming up, Melwood Tavern is the place to do it. They are friendly. The cheap, the drinks are cheap and delicious. That's the place to go. Melwood Tavern over there at the corner mm-hmm. of, uh, that would be, uh, shoot, Preston. No, not Preston. Melwood and Melwood and Brownsboro. You got mad at me for my animal. It, right. I'm doing this blind. It's <laughs> Melwood and Brownsboro we'll be, there at the we'll corner. We'll be playing darts. We will be. You can find us throwing darts, watching the game, and taking a couple of On drinks. On a number of TVs in there, too. Yeah. All of them tuned to the game because Melwood gets it. All right, so uh, now that we have thanked them, I want to move us on to our banter. And today we're going to be bantering about why, why we didn't get a beautiful rendition of my old Kentucky home. I just want to say, no, man, and I want to say, like, when we got our season tickets, when I I got sweet new scarf, like, I was ready to hold it up Mm -hmm. during my old Kentucky home, right? And on the back of the scarf, what does it say this year? City of Champions. City of Champions. You would think that the City of Champions would recognize what made them great. Yes. And what made us great was a lot of the pregame stuff. Uh, I mean, I know that everybody in the supporters groups on both sides loved standing up, hearing the fight bell, and then, or I'm sorry, the race bell, yeah. and then the call to the, what's the call to the post, uh, and then getting up there, holding your scarf up, and singing really badly. And... We didn't get that for the opening game, and I will tell you, again, credit and skepticism goes to the Coopers, who say that uh, the USL this year gave us too many uh, pregame packages that were required to play. Between the time that the preview, the time that the uh, pregame warmups were over, to the time that they kick off, we are we are ascribed to play certain things on the jumbotron. And uh, to thank certain sponsors before the game starts. And because of that, uh, there just wasn't time, and there isn't time, and they don't intend on having uh, my old Kentucky home being sang before the game. I will tell you further, though, that uh, apparently, if we had been paying better attention than we were, obviously, when the game started, we were all zoned in on the game. It's the first damn game of the year. You're excited. You want to pay attention. Apparently, that... At the kickoff, they posted it up there, had the song going across, and that the Coopers were intended to have led us in a rendition right at kickoff, with no musical accompaniment, just singing it a cappella. No. We had to do that a couple times last year. We did. I, I'll say, what? I think that if we ever got it right, that would be electric. Like, oh, yeah. while the game has just started, and oh, nobody's yeah. screaming, I mean, nobody's cheering, you're just every throat in the building is singing it and singing it together, then that would be electric. But, you're not going to get it, because people are watching the game the minute it kicks off. Yeah, what? I don't want to see everybody turning away from the action to stare up at a jumbotron to yeah, try to I, time us out right. That's true, but in the same token, that's part of the supporter groups. That's what we do. We get the non-supporter group fans involved, yeah. and I think it's our job to spark that. So right. we need to we need to work with the Coopers. Dude, that was pointy as hell, man. Well, we, hey, this is why he's an ambassador. ambassador. I know, dude. This is why you're an ambassador. <laughs> this is why he's an ambassador. Now, I, I stand by it, though, that if they get it right, it'll be awesome. And uh, credit to Tom Farmer and the Coopers for getting Lou City to agree to play the song with the little uh, bouncing ball showing where you're supposed yeah. to be at in the thing, oh, leave it which is a nice touch. 
Yeah, uh, karaoke style. And nice. so if you can, uh, if we pay better attention this coming week, we'll, I'm willing to give this like a three or four week trial period of really trying to make it happen. If it doesn't happen in those first four weeks, uh, my wife had the great idea that she doesn't understand why when we have people come out to sing the national anthem, why right before the national anthem didn't we bring out local people to come and lead us in yeah, Mile, Kentucky awesome. Hall? I, completely agree with that. I mean, you could bring out some local celebrities. One of the ones that I personally wanted to see was that Ben Solee oh, does a great version on the cello of yeah. My Old Kentucky yes. Home. That'd be amazing. And he did that for one of the one of the liquor companies. One of them, I can't remember which one. But uh, he, for one of the liquor companies, he did a version that got a lot of YouTube views. And it was really beautiful and energetic and fun. And you could have local musicians, local singers, local personalities come out and just lead you. They don't even have to be great singers. They just, you know, point you at the board and get us right. started. Exactly. And so if we can't get, you know, this right at the kickoff thing going, then I hope that they'll consider something along those lines. Will you sing? I always sing it. No, no, no. Will I lead the group? Will you get out there? I would I would absolutely sing the first three words into the microphone, and then I would, like, Harry carry it and, like, hold it out for everybody. <laughs> like, point the microphone at everybody else to sing. Uh, that's what I would do. I, I wouldn't be able to uh, bring myself to actually oh, belt the whole thing. I do agree, though, that is an important part of the pregame that I need. It needs to happen at some point. Well, and also I think it's part of what binds the team. Yeah. Like, we, we can't just be a Louisville team. I know we're Louisville City. But if we want to take extra steps, if we want to be taken seriously as a pro sports franchise in Kentucky, in the Midwest... We can't just rely on a Louisvillean fan base. We need to have people from Lexington and from Frankfurt and from... Yeah. Uh, you know, we're probably not going to get a lot of the Northern Kentucky t- contingent due well, to no. the team that's going to be uh, playing there. But uh, And go west, talking about Bowling Green and talking about, yeah. you know, you got to pull in the rest of the state to be Lou City fans. And my old Kentucky home was a part of that. Yeah. Uh, Saying that... Yeah, we're purple. We're not blue like Kentucky. We're not red like Louisville. We're purple. Mm-hmm. B for the whole state and my old Kentucky home, I don't care where you go in Kentucky, everybody you talk to feels a certain amount of pride in that song. Yeah. I'm a transplant, an absolute transplant, and I, I get goosebumps every time we sing that. I picked Louisville to live in, and it means something that I did that, and I feel that when I'm singing that song. And so... Uh, with no offense to all of my Indiana family members who are currently uh, playing Jim Neighbor singing uh, Back Home Again in Indiana, I will say that I love that song too. So, uh, no. <laughs> Just not as much. Just got two feet on both sides of that fence. <laughs> that was a good save. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, I'm willing to give it a chance. That's about I think I'm... If we coordinate with the Coopers, I think we can make it happen. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Especially if I bring my tuba. You've got that coop. Cuba. You've had that tuba confiscated on multiple occasions. Dude, I've I got a smaller tuba. I cannot continue to pay for you to get that thing out of pawn. I've got a synth Cuba. 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 Synth tuba. This will now be the Cuba Gooding Jr. podcast. <laughs> All things Cuba, but not Omar Gooding. No. Just Cuba. Yeah. Now, uh, so that was banter. And we bantered about the uh, my old Kentucky home. It was fine. It was fine. And not because we did a bad job. But because the subject matter. Right. And uh, I feel like it was the first time we've really had to lean on our guest. I think David made the best point. I think David... He really uh, did. He, he uh, elocuted it properly. Mm-hmm. Thanks, and, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that he's been a great guest for us for the entire podcast. We are now uh, wrapping up and coming to a close. 
But uh, I wanted to say thank you to Andy. I hope that uh, you wash down that poutine with some delicious Canadian Molson. I've had too much poutine. <laughs> I am I'm gonna lay down for a while. Do they sell Indeed. Molson in Denny's? Of course. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. They don't sell it so much as you sit down and it's just on your table. And they bring I'm sorry, it. But that blue light, way better. You're more of a oh, little black man. man. Oh, absolutely. All right. All right. But uh, so Andy from Alberta, Canada, David from sitting right next to me, I want to say thank you to you both. I want to say that we're all looking forward to seeing you out in Scouse's house next week to root on the boys in purple as they take on North Carolina. And as always, I want to say, go city.